This is Mass Action Podcast. Revolutionary socialist propaganda to save the planet, smash white supremacy, and stop World War III. On this episode of Mass Action Podcast, we talk with Dr. Jared Ball from imixwhatilike.org about Joe Biden, the do-nothing Democrats, and why we're not voting for Biden in 2020. The interview is up next, but don't forget to check us out at mass-action.org. And the podcast is parked on SoundCloud and found wherever podcasts can be found. All right, we're back with Mass Action Podcast, and we are joined by Jared Ball. Uh, he is his website is imixwhatilike.org. He is also a full professor at Morgan State University in the community, communi- sorry about communication studies department. And like myself, is a father and a husband. Um, welcome, Gerald. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, totally. So I invited you on. We're going to talk about the elections. It's the only thing people are talking about. I saw uh, online on the book that... Uh, you voted green, as did I. Um, and let's just start there. Let's start there and see where we go. Uh, you voted green, my friend, why? Well, a couple of reasons. Uh, I, and I don't know if they're in any, necessarily, in any necessary particular order, but one of the reasons was I would like to help the party get the 5% threshold from federal matching funds so that we could start to build uh, 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 more uh, viable options for our voting. Uh, Obviously, their platform is appealing. Uh, I'm familiar with their platform. I uh, used to be a a more active member of the Green Party. I even ran for the nomination for uh, president in 2008, uh, only to step back and support Cynthia McKinney and Rosa Clemente. Uh, uh, And if these are the basic uh, sort of agenda, uh, you know, platform planks that I'm interested in, uh, you know, there's no other electoral option uh, or not many, at least not in the two dominant parties. So that's one reason. The, the other reason is really that uh, as someone who was a skeptic as to the, the value of the vote uh, to make change or to offer even the possibility uh, as an organizational tool, uh, I, I want to, to the extent, as you said in your intro, to the extent that everyone is always talking about voting and this is the way most are encouraged to engage some sort, some sort of political activity, I want to be part of a group of people who is supporting the, you know, the more radical uh, ends uh, of that activity. So um, certainly, uh, if 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 uh, electoral politics are to be used at all, I think they should only be used uh, to the extent that we can actually uh, vote our conscience and our politics, and have the hopes that if uh, elected, those people would be able to carry out. Uh, what uh, they were elected for. So without getting into long, you know, statements and arguments or histories about the Democratic Party and the Republican Party and the the duopoly they represent, uh, those are primarily uh, the two reasons. I would add a third, which is that I describe myself as a Malcolm X voter. 
Uh, and to that, to the extent that uh, Malcolm was clear that uh, black people should be organizing their uh, engagement with the vote along the lines of running their own candidates, platforms, campaigns, et cetera. Uh, I do advocate the development of that, uh, you know, of, uh, of that. Uh, and while that is developing, I think, um, at least for now, the Green Party was, you know, for me, when I consider the quote, quote, lesser of evils, the Green Party is the lesser of evil, so to speak. Uh, and, and I mean that, you know, simply it's, you know, metaphors, you know, not that I actually feel that they're a party of evil, but, but you know, to me, it was a, is a debate of to what extent are we developing this black independent electoral political option that would become a block or a party? To what extent are we supporting the Green Party getting federal matching funds? And um, uh, uh, to what extent are we, uh, uh, using the vote in the only way it's, I think it's ever meant to be used. Sure, sure. Um, you know, it does show, this election does show how hard it is to have uh, a third party be viable. I mean, there's no, there's virtually no option in the United States uh, to have a third party be viable. It's kind of ironic that everybody's saying, you know, vote for Biden to save our democracy. I mean, that's <laughs> actually beyond, it's beyond ironic actually. Uh, and even myself, who I've been around a while, you can see the gray in my beard, actually. And um, I even am a little surprised. And I don't want to overblow it because I see a lot of people on my Facebook feed agreeing with the anti-Trump and anti-Biden stuff. You know, we need another option, which is struggle uh, on my Facebook feed, but in other places. And, you know, I, but it's just it's just really, really stark how the huge, the massive amount of propaganda and the massive amount of power being thrown out that you have to vote for Biden uh, or else. And we're talking Biden. You know what I mean? Even you throw on top of that, I mean, Clinton kind of escaped. So she spent her whole career trying to escape actually associating herself with any, any policy too much so that she could run for president one day, right? I mean, Obama was fresh. He was new. He didn't have a track record. Biden not only has a track record, my goodness, like everything that someone like you or myself would oppose, everything that the people are voting for Biden would oppose, he is it across the board. And as Philadelphia is erupting, right? There's no, the media, nowhere. It's not, it's not on Washington Post, it's not on the New York Times. I mean, this is what's happening actually is the rebellion in Philadelphia. That is the main political event. And Biden and Harris were like, uh, we see you, we feel you. Don't act all uppity, you know, or else, really, or else, and vote for me and I'll, uh, the person who, like, you know, helped end desegregation, uh, so on and so forth, and put the duct tape on Anita Hill's, over Anita Hill's mouth. Vote for me and I'm going to, you know, be the one that, that rectifies the situation, that saves the situation. So even I'm a little, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, be honest, you know, totally honest, I'm not surprised. But even when it does hit you, it's like when Trump was elected, that hits you and you're just like, that's the most bizarre thing. I never would have expected that. So again, we're in new territory with all these crises, the environment, white supremacy, so on and so forth, the possibility of a major war between nuclear powers, you know, brewing this whole, both parties are attacking China and Russia. I mean, Biden's attacking China and Russia more than, more than Trump is. So considering all of that, right, we still have the population sort of locked into this political dynamic. But I will say there's a contradiction, of course, because Philadelphia is happening. And that stuff is going to happen whether it's Biden or Trump. 
Well, so that's the point. I mean, you folks don't even need to go over the history as you did with Biden. I mean, just look what he's saying now. I mean, he's yep. saying we're going to increase funding to the police by 300 million. We're going to continue wars. We're going to continue targeting whistleblowers. We're going to continue targeting, you know, free press uh, uh, through, you know, prosecuting Julian Assange. We're going to we're going to continue uh, AFRICOM, militarizing the African continent. We're going to continue not giving you health care and a, a universal basic income. We're going to get, I mean, he's saying all of this. We're not, he's telling Wall Street, nothing's going to change. We're going to keep fracking. We're going to, I mean, he's saying all of this. And the only response is, well, he's not Trump. But even to your point, and this is, I don't want to be misinterpreted here, but even to your point, on the on the basis of actual behavior and policy, Trump has, has I, I find it hard to believe, he, see where he's been any worse than anybody else. He hasn't extended wars. Oh, no, wars. you're not going there. You're not going there. Well, right? I mean, it's not, it's, but, but my point isn't to say <laughs> that we should support Trump, obviously, right, as we both here in the context of having supported Green, but but it's to say that that if... It's, it's just like what I was talking earlier with someone else about. If it's, it's just like with all this backlash against rappers saying they're going to talk to or work with or support Trump. The, the real issue is that that they're exposing the contradiction that that liberal media are here to protect. That is, uh, the Democratic Party hasn't offered anything, hasn't done anything. The conditions of these communities that they come from are worsening, uh, even after eight years of Obama. Uh, so, so, and then here comes Biden saying, not only are we not going to change anything, we're not even going to get you any kind of stimulus package to help you right now. So you're, 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 you know, Nancy Pelosi and Biden have turned down $2 trillion, uh, um, cause they didn't mm-hmm. want to give Trump a victory. And they're saying, everybody's going to have to suffer over the winter and maybe we'll get you something next year. You know, so so why, in other words, it's, again, not to be sound like defending Trump, but it's to say, why should anybody be excited to support the Democrats and, and Biden uh, uh, when, in fact, it's the pattern, as people like me have been saying for years, it's the pattern of voting for lessers of evil that got us to this point in the first place. Uh, yeah. As someone who did not support Obama either case, you know, we were advocating from jump that if you if you keep letting them get away with this, something worse is going to come after him. And obviously, we didn't know it was going to be Trump. But here we are. And then I'll just right. end here by saying, you know, we're going we're, to my next prediction is Biden is going to win and we're going to get a worse Republican than Trump after that. <laughs> yeah, but I have no idea. Did you have a prediction? So you got you got Biden winning, right? I do think he's going to win, but but I think that the, the that that's just going to be a, 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 a you know sort of only a nominal only temporary holdover until we get a more organized and vicious uh, mm-hmm. and sophisticated uh, you know worse Republican who's going to come after because Biden has already said he's not going to do anything. So all of the horrors that were already causing former Obama voters to go to Trump are going to get worse now with the COVID crisis. And they're definitely not going to come back and vote for another Democrat after four more years of Biden offering and, you know, and doing nothing. So that's, that's what I'm saying. And black people are already being blamed now. Black men in particular are already being being blamed now, just in case Biden doesn't win for not coming out and supporting him enough. But, but, you know, again, Four more years after a Biden victory, what should black or any other community be be excited to vote for whatever Democrat they're going to come with after that? I mean, so that's what I'm saying. It's just anyway, you would think go back to question number one. That's why I voted green, because right, right. Uh, we need we need other options. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need the we need the nuclear options. No, I'm just kidding around. We, you know, I mean, we need, you know, we need the, we need people to start taking matters into their own hands, just like Philadelphia. I mean, to me, Philadelphia, you got Philadelphia, the election. I mean, it's a glaring contrast in, you know, what it takes to make change. 
you know, uh, Philadelphia it needs to be much more in Philadelphia. It needs to be magnified. It needs to be organized, of course, right? But um, yeah, I mean, that to me is the main thing. And four years from now, that that's you know, four years from now seems in a it's eternity. like an eternity. Yeah, that's the exact word I was going to use. The exact word I was going to use. And I, I mean, back to your point on the stimulus. I mean, I think the Democrats, Pelosi, are giddy that they got to pass a package and it didn't actually get passed, so they could blame right. Trump for it as an electoral tool because that's all I care about. I mean, Pelosi is the most is one of the most powerful politicians in the world, head the and the most powerful politician in the Democratic Party, the, the longest the longest uh, existing political party in the history of the world and the most powerful country mm. in the history of the world. And you're telling me they can't fight for nothing? I mean, they didn't even fight the Supreme Court. They said, oh, no. we're going to, I think the meme is, you know, the Pelosi saying we're going to use every quiver and every arrow in our quiver. Our quiver and, yep. Yeah, I mean, she never even lifted the bow. Look, I mean, They're they not- had already given Trump the $132 billion annual extension on military spending. Yeah. They had already given him money even for his wall. They had, you know, they, they they haven't they haven't done anything but but make a, make a fuss and offer some symbolic language and they kneeled wearing kente cloth and all of that for George Floyd and all that kind of silliness, but they haven't done anything. And to your you're exactly right. Nancy Pelosi has, you know, she even there's there's a clip that's somewhat getting spread around, reminding us that she went on CNN and told everybody how powerful her office is and how mm-hmm. powerful she is and how this and that. But when it comes to actually doing something that would help uh, a majority of the people in this country, they, 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 they have nothing. Yeah. Uh, and so, but then they'll just come back and browbeat people like you and me and others and blame us uh, for if, if, should their elections not go the way they want, when in reality, they're not, again, offering anything worthy of support. Right. Well, you know, aren't they justified because we are Russia's agents of Russia after all? Of course. Right. And China and North Korea and, you know, Iran and Venezuela and Cuba. I mean, it's almost laughable, actually, the whole Hunter Biden thing where it's like a Russian plot where it's just like, you know, the, the emails, the Biden emails are linked by some dude who owns like a little, you know, uh, computer repair shop. <laughs> yeah. Hunter Biden left his laptop. He didn't want to pay the $86 to get his laptop back. After the memories are covered from it. So the dude owns the emails and he just gave them to the New York Post and the and the FBI. You know, oh, you mean? you you had a better take on that than I did, a more friendly take. I, I or maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. I just assumed he left the, the computer because he was so he, you know, either through through political or, or otherwise other forms of intoxication and memory loss, he just wasn't <laughs> he, he just didn't care. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't think it was about the being, you know, so frugal and, you know, holding on to his pennies. Uh, I just figured he just didn't think it was. And I certainly didn't think I thought he would not have thought that this little, you know, computer repair guy would have that, you know, the ability to do what, what he did to expose what he exposed. Um, but you're right. I mean, this is the other point. I mean, the same the same commercial liberal media that have been promoting Russiagate nonsense for four years. Uh, are now you know uh, um, uh, using that again uh, to to uh, uh, deny as they did initially the horrific state of their party, the Democratic Party, and the candidates they keep producing, promoting, or the policies they keep producing and promoting, uh, and then want to just turn everything into because you're right. Of course, all the 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 class and racial and 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 other other forms of strife in this country are all just you know externally inspired by Russia and have nothing to do with what people are doing in this country. And that's again my point. 
But if you, you know, so, so again, if you, if, for instance, if Nancy Pelosi and her colleagues said, here is uh, an appropriate stimulus, here's universal health care, here is an end to war, mm-hmm. here's a release of political prisoners, here's all the, you know, an end of the surveillance state, we're going to protect whistleblowers, then, then they wouldn't have to worry about Trump or, or any rapper or, or uh, quote unquote lunatics like you and me voting for other parties because they would have wrapped up easily uh, the electorate uh, across the board and might have even captured a few people like me, uh, you know, if they had done, you know, done any of that, uh, maybe not me, but, but, you know, captured a few others in the process, but they offer nothing and they just want right. to then browbeat the rest of us and blame the rest of us for, for what they're not doing. Yeah. A better candidate for them for sure would be Bernie Sanders. I mean, because he would, when he says stuff, I mean, I mean, Biden's offered nothing. It's amazing. Obama offered more than Biden. Clinton offered more than Biden. Do you know what I mean? He's offering nothing, but someone like Sanders is offering something and it seems trustworthy. Do you know what I mean? So for the electorate, I mean, it would be more than just like, you don't want Trump, you got to get out to the polls. Uh, especially what we're going through right now. I mean, come on. I think well, Bernie Sanders but, but, sma- would smash Trump. I'm sorry, you, I think, sorry, could you, but, but you raise, I think, what a very important point that goes, I think, also to the point you raised earlier about the response that you see happening on Facebook or, or, or otherwise uh, to people, you know, being critical of, of Biden, uh, which has been a, a major issue for me, that there, has, there, that there is so little space in, again, commercial, even alternative media for left, leftward political critiques of Biden and the Democratic Party. Uh, there, there's almost no room for discussions of alternatives for, you know, to, 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 for other ideas or debate even to occur. So people, when they just, when they're um, infrequently, you know, uh, uh, you know, come across or, or, or encounter with, with perspectives like ours, the, the, the reaction I think is to fall right back into the talking points of much of, of that commercial media uh, narrative uh, and 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 reject, resist, or you know, fall apart on some level. So I think um, you know we certainly have our work cut out for us. Those who want something else, uh, but that's of course part of the broader process of struggle, anyway. So sorry, I almost got interrupted by my lovely son there. No, I understand. It's no problem. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Alexander, Mr. Remote Learner, please close your door while you're remote learning. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's get back to what we were talking about. Actually, maybe just we're running out of time, and I would like I would like to wrap it up with one question. You can go somewhere else if you want to, uh, but it's something I've been thinking about. And the election's almost upon us. We're recording this just a few days before the election, and the question is: the thing I see over and over again is that we're voting for Biden. He's awful. He's horrible. He's evil. A lesser evil, but things will be better under Biden than they would be under Trump. We'll have more space to organize. And I find this chain of logic to be one of the most ridiculous chains of logic built on the the largest heap of illusions that anybody who's following politics in this country should easily be able to dismiss, especially anybody who's coming from, from somewhere near our perspective. Look, Biden wins the election, what's going to happen? Are people going to be out in the streets demanding that Biden do A, B, or C? The chances of that are absolutely, and I don't, I can't predict the future, but they're absolutely zero. 
right? I mean, they haven't, they, they haven't materialized in the past and that's not what this whole process is about. This whole process is about if Biden wins, go back to your house, you know, I'll do something. It's, you know, uh, Obama promised immigration reform and the Tea Party intervened and got in his face and he backed down. Not that he was gonna do it anyway because the capitalist class didn't necessarily want immigration reform at that point. They didn't have like an overwhelming need for labor in my estimation, right? But he didn't start doing things like DACA until people literally got in his face and started shutting down freeways, expressways, like shutting down, seriously, people like literally got in Obama's face and said, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. So, so he, he gave DACA and something, but that took six years into his presidency, right? Right. And at the end of his presidency, you had the Chicago Teachers Union strike. So you had this thing where even under Obama, people were taken to the street. People are still going to start to take um, to the streets. But to think that like, like the Biden thing is going to be the thing that gives more space. No, the people themselves are going to create more space because of the conditions and the conditions aren't going to go away, especially black people. Black people in Philadelphia and their allies are not waiting for the election to take action right? That's the main thing. And at the end of the day, maybe it's not like, you know, I shouldn't be railing against the people who are making those arguments because I'm sympathetic with people like we got to get Trump out. But nonetheless, that type of logic and thinking is not going to lead to building upon rebellion into the type of organized mass movements that are actually going to push the needle and topple. Actually, we, you know, topple the systemic and institutional things that need to be toppled. What do you think? Post-election. Now I'm asking you, you said Biden probably, and now I'm saying what's going to happen after the election? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think you're, I, I largely agree. First of all, if if that logic you laid out at the beginning of your question was correct, then eight years of Obama, by then we should have had everything we would have ever wanted and more. Uh, but we got relatively nothing. I mean, I, you know, DACA uh, um, is, is such a small concession given all that is wrong with this country. Uh, and um, as are so, so many of the other little things that he did um, uh, or, or seemed or made symbolic uh, allusion to. Uh, but but it's, it's patently false. Firstly, I, I remember the Progressive Caucus uh, making a statement after Obama got elected that that basically all of their fundraising had dried up. Not that they were doing much anyway, but the, the, their fundraising had dried up, and um, and we saw a similar you know uh, uh, problem play out across sort of activist groups and movements uh, as people sort of figured, well, Obama's here, you know, what do we what do we need to get busy for? And then it took the state to do what the state does to ramp itself back up uh, to to create. The conditions for things like Black Lives Matter, you know, the Troy Davis and Ferguson struggles and all of that. Um, uh, uh, and then to your, to, and then by the way, you know, while Obama's doing DACA, he's deporting more Latinos and creating the cages that now Trump is blamed for. Uh, you know, and, and Trump is still not going to deport as many people as Obama did. Um, you, you know, I, mean, I don't even know if that's possible. I don't even know if it is possible. Yeah. So you know, again, I mean, this is sort. of, uh, and I think that, you know, again, I, I can't, I haven't, I haven't honestly admittedly done the, 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 the scientific study of this yet, but I, so I can't, you know, this is some, some speculation, but I, I think that, um, but anyway, but, but, but look, what I, what I, what I do know I can say about this is that, that if, um, uh, 
the real way to prevent maybe not to get rid of Trump in a second term, but to prevent Trump's going forward is to not vote for the uh, the false opposition that paved the way and supported his rise in the first place uh, and and made room for him largely, not only through the, this, this sort of behind the scenes scandalousness that WikiLeaks you know, exposed in terms of supporting his initial campaign and candidacy, but in, in just in not producing the policy that people need uh, to sustain themselves and to never come through on, on the, the illusions or promises that illusions to promises or promises that they actually actually make. Um, and uh, it, it, that for me is, is the best way to do it. The, the, the lesser of evil voting the, is, is not going to work now. And I also remember seeing a, a, a somewhat popularly distributed series of photos showing, um, what looked like very affluent sort of, uh, bougie white, uh, activists with signs saying, you know, if, if Hillary had won, we'd be sipping lattes right now. So it's going again to this point that that if Hillary had won or similarly now, if Biden wins, the idea is that so many of the people who are up in arms now will just lose their 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 the, the ferocity of their anger and sit back down and go back to having tea and lattes, thinking everything is sort of, quote unquote, back on track. Uh, but for many of us, back on track was was. You know, the main thing for me. Honestly, is that I can't wait for the elections to be over. I mean, I'm saying it's sort of tongue in cheek, but um, the type of things we need to have happen um, are so urgent. The crisis we're facing so urgent. And I still have much optimism, despite all the reasons to not be optimistic based on people's response to the elections here in the United States, that uh, the people will, especially the more oppressed communities in the United States, the black community, so on and so forth. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll find the way. The will to fight is there. We can see that. The will to fight is there. That is the main ingredient. The conditions are such that people have readily grasped the need to fight. I mean, every time there is another case uh, of a racist cop lynching a black person on the streets of America, there's an automatic response. Uh, the question is, and it's it's not an unimportant question, uh, is is you know, in how are we going to be able to facilitate uh, the organization of that type of fighting capability, which is large here in the United States? There's so much oppression. Regardless, I think, regardless of what people actually think, there is just a mountains of oppression in this country. And I think one of the keys is is like for people to stand up and say, no, we're not going to. I mean, it has to be. It has to be people, as many as possible, who say, I'm going to run for office, you know, I'm not on the Democrat, you know, on a generally progressive platform, revolutionary platform. I'm going to vote for the generally progressive or revolutionary candidate um, as, a, as a sign that there is the potential for people to take matters into their own hands in an organized way. And the elections here suck, but they are a form of political organization. They're the dominant form, right? So I think we have to be engaged in the election to some extent, and it has to be kind of a, but to do it in doing so, there has to be like, a, we have to be providing a model. We have to be providing sort of a bravery, even though like, you know, really how brave is it of you or I to vote for the Green Party? I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's just like, it's a little, you know, check on a piece of paper, 
Do you know what I mean? And just saying, you know, I don't even, I don't even necessarily agree with, you know, everything the green party stands for. I'll be totally honest. Right. I mean, but you know, someone's got to do it. It could be nothing worse than nobody votes for. I mean, what if like no, everybody voted for Biden or Trump? You know what I mean? No, I, I find hope in the fact that the largest voting block are people who don't vote. Uh, I actually find hope in that. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, so I, I think that that um, I agree with your point. Part again, part of one of the reasons why I wanted to vote green is is part of my logic is that to your point, this is the arena most people engage at all. Mm -hmm. uh, even those who hit the streets, most of them do vote. Um, I think at least, and, uh, and what, what they don't have is an option to vote for that would actually make the change that they're in the streets fighting for. Right. Uh, so I would like to be part of a, of an effort that to your point, it's not hard. So I, you know, I've, I've often in different spaces made similar kind of arguments that if you are in the streets already, you're doing more work than it takes to vote for a different party. So you might as well go ahead and just do that. Uh, if you're not voting at all, you might as well go ahead and vote for an alternative party, because if you don't think your vote already matters at all and you, you have a, a large a, a logic, you know, certainly worthy of, of support there, then you still might as well just give the vote to, to, to one of these alternatives that might theoretically at least um, and practically maybe even evolve to become big enough to where you know, the, the relatively simple act of casting a vote could go to one of these parties and have it actually mean something. And on some local elections, it does already. Greens are elected, I think, to several hundred, if not mistaken, smaller offices around the country. Uh, so, I mean, it is, there, are, there is potential there to the extent that, and then my other point is to the extent that electoral politics can never produce the revolutionary change many of us want, uh, the the act of organizing around the vote, I would like to think, would lead to other organized activity that might, again, help uh, push push us forward. So again, the vote, you know, is just one part of a of a. It's just one of the arrows in our quiver yeah. <laughs> for revolutionary change, and I think we should actually use it, but use it wildly differently than we're encouraged right now, and uh, um, and see if that helps. You know. Yeah, I know a couple couple points to wrap it up. I mean, I don't know how a third party is going to exist unless people start voting for it. I mean, the the least the voter, the less the voter turnout is for the third party, the you know, uh, the less less the chances are. Um, I mean, just a couple points, and you know, and look, when people tell me, and they can, I don't, whatever, that your vote for the Green Party is a vote for Trump. I just, you know, sometimes the most basic argument that's true is true. I did not vote for Trump. I voted for the Green Party. There is a ballot with candidates on it, and you know I can mark whichever one I want. And that's the one I voted for. Um, if you want to go ahead with the logic, right? And I understand it that I voted for Trump. You can go ahead and say that, but I did not vote for Trump. You know, and to, here's the other thing. And I'll just, I guess, I will say this. I mean, as someone who's literally personally organized in Chicago protest against the Trumps. Uh, presidency of 5,000, 2,000, what, you know, thousands of people and participated in a lot more protests, rounds of protests, and organized the bus, buses from Chicago to the only protest on Trump's inauguration route. I have already, you know, I have already voted against Trump, much more than voted against Trump, right? 
And to hold that over our heads and say, well, you know, you have to vote for Biden, who I've also organized against for all of my, because out of necessity to defend workers and oppressed people, that I have to vote for him. I mean, that seems like the least amount of democracy you could possibly hope for and call it democracy. I, you, I'd like to say, I can't, you can't vote against the war. You can't vote to save the environment. You can't vote against white supremacy in this election. Do you know what I mean? So, no, first of all, I'm fully with you, and I'm even. I even get a little more. Uh, well, I used to when I was a little younger, but but I, <laughs> but, but but I get really, I get pretty animated, uh, you know, and pretty aggressive uh, in response to those kinds of arguments. Uh, and the older, you know, I, I have less patience for them the older I get, because first of all, most of the people who are voting for Biden, uh, to your point, they're not active. They don't do anything. That is the most politically active they've ever been. That's the extent of their activism. And, and in many cases, the extent of their analysis or experience. And, you know, and so when they come to me with hostility and, 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 and aggressiveness about saying that my, my votes for whoever are, you know, a vote for the, the Republican or, or in this case, Trump, it's absurd. Um, my point is, again, as I said earlier, is if, if, uh, if the party, if the Democratic Party did what it was supposed to do, my vote should be irrelevant in, in, uh, given what would should be a, an easy and massive landslide victory for the Democratic Party in every election. Because every poll that I have been seeing as in my entire adult life shows that at least two thirds, if not well over 80 plus percent mm -hmm. of the population, all want an end to war, all want universal health care, all want reduced, reduced student loan debt, all want, uh, um, in, um, uh, uh, well, those three basic things alone. They all want legalization of marijuana. They all want, I mean, all kinds of things that we're not going to get. Uh, increasing numbers still want reduction in mass incarceration, which Joe Biden's history is helped create, uh, and an end to police violence, which which Obama uh, and and Joe Biden have only responded to with increases in funding to the police. Right. So, you know, I mean, I'm not interested in hearing that. So when people come to me, I'm saying, look, to your point, I'm not. I don't want to vote for more wars. And as a military veteran, I don't. I think that you also, you know, we'll throw that in there. I don't appreciate that I, you know, signed up trying to get some college and healthcare and got sent to two wars because the, de <laughs> the Democrats in part couldn't develop a right. platform and a policy that would help people. And in, 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 anyway, so I'm not, I, I, I just, I have very little uh, respect for that argument. We can all disagree on, 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 you know, who we vote for and support, but this idea that, that your candidate lost because my candidate lost as well, <laughs> <laughs> it's nonsense. Um, uh, and again, if Hillary had done what she was supposed to do, if, if Biden did what he was supposed to do, this shouldn't even be close. And all right. of us could go vote for Green who said we want to and it wouldn't have any impact at all. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let, well, let me, let me wrap it up on this little semi-factoid-ish. I mean, the Democrats in the last election won the Senate if you just aggregate all the votes by like 40 million votes and they lost two seats. Hillary Clinton won the election by 3 million votes. Right. This is a Democratic Party that won't even stand up for democracy. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many things where you, you, you just say what you say this thing, you know, like I just said, and you'd be like, no, come on. Right. You know, Not to mention it's a Democratic Party that blocks the Green Party. 
Yeah. It's not the Republicans. So you talk about who's de- who's denying democracy. It's it's in this case, it's not even the Republicans. Well, I ran I, I, I had a short lived run for city council when I was living in Chicago. And you know who knocked me off the ballot? The Democrat who I was running against. And he hired Barack Obama's election lawyer. <laughs> of course. To go over <laughs> my ballot signatures. That wasn't Republicans. <laughs> and you know what? When they, in the same election, when they were running a no, and it wasn't the same election. The Republicans are on a fascist out in the Chicago suburbs. The Democrats didn't even call to kick them off the ticket. They, you know what they were? They were like, well, this shows who the Republicans are. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Nancy Pelosi being like, um, I hope someone, I hope the Republicans find the will to save their party because we need their party, you know, in this country. You know, I mean, this is a, this is a, this is a party that, not only they could care less about democracy, they only they only want power for I mean both parties they only have they only beholden to the the one percent, the capitalist class, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, uh we were way over time, but I, I it's good that we went over time. This is a this was a conversation rich. It's a rich conversation. We may not be rich, but uh our conversation is often it can be rich and richer than their wealth. I don't know. No, I appreciate you doing this yeah. and, uh, uh, and, and uh, to your audience and uh, for, for, for checking this out. Um, yeah. Where can people find you? Thing. Where can they find your stuff? What should people be doing? Uh, well, what people should be doing, obviously, is just more grassroots political organizing, get offline, and when, when we can, get back in person and build. Uh, people can find me at imixwhatilike.org and at imixwhatilike on all your relevant social media. Uh, and uh, I do have a new book out that they can download for free at that website as well called The Myth and Propaganda of Black Buying Power, which talks a little bit about some of these related issues and, and the economy and, and uh, media uh, uh, and the, the impact of celebrity. Uh, so anyway, th- but, but, but yeah, more grassroots community organizing and uh, behaving in unsanctioned ways. <laughs> there you go. Can I call you, can I call you doctor? Is it Dr. Ball? I don't mind. I mean, it, it is my title and I'm still paying for the degree, so I don't mind. But, oh, but Jared yeah. is fine. Brother Jared, comrade, all those yeah. things work. Well, thanks for being on. And as a reminder to uh, my legion of listeners, uh, you can find Mass Action on SoundCloud and almost everywhere else a podcast can be found. There is also a website for Mass Action. It's mass-action.org. There's... Uh, YouTube stuff, there's podcasts, there's articles, there's more, there's even some poetry, believe it or not. And that will be it again. Thank you, Jared. I really appreciate you being on. And again, to the streets. Thank you. All right, man. Peace, man. Anytime. Thanks a lot, man. Good luck. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Please become a patron or donate to our GoFundMe. You can find more information about that at mass-action.org. You can also just go to GoFundMe, search Mass Action, donate there. Uh, You can go to Patreon and search Mass Action, Mass Action Podcast. You can become a patron there. 
really, really, uh, please, I beseech you for your support. Uh, independent analysis and propaganda like this can only happen if it's supported by individuals like you. So please, again, support. Until next time, keep your fists up, your heads up, stay out in the streets to the extent we can. Let's unite and fight back. No matter who occupies the White House in Washington, D.C., the White House with it's just soaked, soaked in blood. Uh, nothing can stop a united uh, working class, a united working class front of united working class and oppressed people. Bye until next time.